Hey y'all, and welcome to the Anxious A Girl podcast, the podcast for the girls who know their word and know who they are but just can't seem to control their anxiety. I am your host, Akira Horn. I'm going to be teaching you how to manage your anxiety through nutrition and lifestyle tips. So if you want to learn how to be more confident, more intuitive, and more authentic, and just how to be that bitch, take notes and stay tuned. Hey y'all, and welcome back to the Anxious It Girl podcast. For episode four, we're going to be talking about how to be a bad bitch for the winter by preparing our brains in order to prevent that seasonal depression before it hits. Because if y'all know, y'all know, once that shit hits, it does not feel good and you'll feel down bad for months. So let's talk about how we can improve our nutrition in order to prevent that seasonal depression. So what is seasonal depression? Medically, the diagnostic term for seasonal depression is SAD, and it stands for Seasonal Affective Disorder. And it basically just means that it's for people that experience chronic depression or depressive episodes with seasonal changes, but specifically when it comes to changing from hot weather to cold weather. So when we're transitioning into fall, into winter, and also people that experience a lot of rainy weather all year round. So people that live in London and the Netherlands and the northwestern regions of Europe where the weather is very cold, rainy, and kind of dry, like Ireland also can count um, for this. And so those people in those environments tend to develop sad and it's for a lot of different reasons. So as we all know, fall is the season of death. And that sounds morbid, but it's not as morbid as you think. It just means that things are starting to dry out and die out. And because summer was, you know, very vibrant and colorful and full of nature, trees, flowers, the sunlight blossoming and blooming every single day. And then we go into fall, which is the colors are changing the leaves are falling to the ground, trees are dying, plants are dying, things are becoming more cold and preparing for winter. So that's why fall is known as the season of death. And even though there can be some sun in the fall, which there typically is sun in the fall and the winter, there's also, um, as we know, fall is associated with getting more colder and colder, leading us into the winter time. And winter is typically, as we all know, very fucking cold. And because it's so cold, people typically do not want to go outside. So they get less nature exposure, which means less sun exposure, which also means less social interaction and just less outdoor time in general. So this is typically when our mental health is affected the most. And I want to start off by explaining why lack of sun can cause depression. So the sun is one of the number one sources of vitamin D and vitamin D is a vitamin that is responsible for a lot of hormone regulation and um, processes or processes, I guess, that take place in the body. But specifically, a lot of studies have shown that vitamin D is extremely important in preventing depression and anxiety. And people typically have lower levels of vitamin D going into the winter because the sun provides a vitamin D and a lot of people do not go outside in the winter because it's too cold or um, there just may not be a lot of sun in their area during the winter time. And specifically for black people or people of color in general, we usually have lower levels of vitamin D because the sun provides a vitamin D and because of our melanin, the sun cannot penetrate through our melanin as effectively as it can for white people. Because the darker the skin, the harder it is for the UVB rays to penetrate that. So with that being said, 
it's harder for us to synthesize and create vitamin D in our body because the sun rays are not effectively absorbing through our skin. That's why we are least likely to get sunburned than white people who are more likely to get sunburned and irritated from sun exposure. So a lot of black people are very deficient in vitamin D as well as other people of color. And also a lot of black people and some people of color live in neighborhoods where they do not get enough nature exposure as it is. So having darker skin just puts another barrier on top of that for being able to create vitamin D from the sun. This is why it's very important for black people and other people of color to spend more time in the sun in order to get that vitamin D that they need. But be safe with it. Always wear your sunscreen. You're still going to get that vitamin D regardless of whether you're wearing sunscreen or not. So always wear sunscreen to protect yourself from skin cancer and other things that you should worry about such as aging. And I know there's a myth saying that black people don't need sunscreen. And I don't know who came up with that shit, but it's completely not true. We all need sunscreen. So please make sure you are applying it every single day. And lack of sun exposure is not the only thing in nature that can cause anxiety and depression. Lack of nature exposure in general can cause anxiety and depression because being outside in nature basically populates our gut with more beneficial bacteria that can help us to create mood boosting hormones such as serotonin, dopamine, and GABA. So basically, the more you are exposed to the outdoors and to nature and to trees and flowers and the sun and everything in general, the more you are benefiting your gut by adding more good bacteria. So if you're not as exposed to nature as you should be, then you are definitely decreasing the amount of diverse bacteria in your gut, which can lead to anxiety and depression. Our gut likes to have as much different types of bacteria as possible. It thrives off of diversity. So the more different types of good bacteria you expose your gut to, such as exposing your gut to different fruits and vegetables on a daily basis or on a weekly basis, trying new foods that are beneficial for your gut, different sources of probiotic-rich foods, being in different environments, then the more likely your gut is to thrive and you won't experience anxiety and depression. And think about it this way. Let's say you only eat oranges, right? If you have an orange every single day, you're basically providing your body with those same vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants every single day. But if you start adding in bananas, then you're adding in prebiotic fiber. And then if you start adding in, let's say, yogurt, then you're adding in some probiotics, which are different from prebiotics. And then if you start adding in some meat, you're adding in some B vitamins. So the more different kind of foods you add to your diet that are healthy for you, the more beneficial it is for your gut. And that's going to always improve your mental health. Another reason why the winter brings about sad or seasonal depression is because of how cold it is. A lot of people do not like the cold and the cold is typically associated with sadder feelings because people are often isolated to being in their house since they don't like being in the cold. So it's less social interaction, less nature exposure, and people typically, a lot of people don't like the cold at all. So it's very depressing for a lot of people to be in the cold. And I'd be feeling bad for y'all winter babies because y'all can't really do shit in the winter. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like going on vacation is fun in the winter, but it really, like I'm a summer baby. I cannot imagine having to celebrate my birthday in the winter. That shit really must suck because you can't do anything you can't wear the cutest outfits because it's cold 
So it can be very depressing for a lot of people. And a lot of people end up stuck in the house during the winter. And when you're stuck in the house, you're typically by yourself and you're left with a lot of alone time. And a lot of people do not like being alone. And I want to say majority of people actually do not like being alone. People do not like to be alone in their thoughts. They tend to ruminate, overthink, and then become more anxious, sad, and depressed. And the winter brings about a lot of feelings of loneliness because a lot of people desire to have a partner around the winter time for the holidays. And some people wish to have kids around the holidays and some people cannot have kids or are not able to have kids as of yet. And a lot of people have trauma around the winter, such as losing a loved one around the winter time or maybe just having a bad experience around the holidays. There's a lot of factors that play into seasonal depression. So let's start talking about how we can prevent it. So the first thing you want to do is go to your doctor and get your labs done. Your labs are going to check for your vitamins to see if you have any vitamin deficiencies or any nutrient deficiencies in general. They're also going to check for your liver function, your kidney function, and also your electrolyte status, which can all play a role in anxiety and depression. You want to ask for a comprehensive metabolic panel, which is going to test for your electrolytes, your kidney function, your liver function, and I believe that's it for the comprehensive metabolic panel. And then you're also going to want to ask for a basal metabolic panel, which is going to basically test for your iron levels to see if you're iron deficient or not. And iron deficient anemia is another leading cause of anxiety and depression because the symptoms are very similar in a sense where you can get a lot of irritability, fatigue, shakiness, confusion, brain fog, lack of motivation, things like that. So iron deficiency anemia is another cause of anxiety and depression. So you want to make sure that your iron levels are optimal in order to prevent that seasonal depression. You want to get your fasting glucose levels checked as well as your A1C because your blood sugar is a very big determinant of your hormones and your hormone stability. So your blood sugar, basically, if it's out of whack, your hormones are going to be out of whack and that can cause anxiety and depression. And people that have insulin resistant, which means that the body cannot utilize insulin as it should. And insulin is what helps us to keep our blood sugar low. So whenever our blood sugar gets high, the pancreas releases insulin and that lowers our blood sugar. But when our bodies cannot use insulin properly, we become insulin resistant, leading to higher levels of blood sugar in the body. And higher levels of blood sugar are associated with anxiety and depression. So you want to make sure that your blood glucose levels are always optimal and that your A1C is lower than 5.4. And your A1C is basically a lab value that basically shows your blood sugar trends over a three-month period. So it's just showing you how much sugar you're eating. So the lower your A1C, the better. It shouldn't be completely low, but lower than 5.4 is optimal. Anything above that, you're creeping into the pre-diabetic zone, which you do not want to be in. And that's having an A1C of 5.7 to 6.4 so any a1c between those two values indicates prediabetes and anything above a 6.4 indicates diabetes so you want to keep your a1c below 5.4 to ensure that you have optimal blood glucose levels in order to better stabilize your hormones you also want to get your sex hormones checked so your testosterone your estrogen and i don't remember the other ones i know it's f SH, which is like your follicular stimulating hormone, your 
T I don't remember, I don't remember the rest of them, but you want to get your sex hormones checked and you want them to be optimal because elevated levels of estrogen and testosterone can cause anxiety, which is why a lot of people with PCOS experience anxiety and people that have their periods um, will experience a lot of premenstrual symptoms because of the dysregulation of our hormones due to where we're at in our cycle. You also want to get your B vitamins level checked because being deficient in B vitamins can cause anxiety and depression as well. So once you get all your labs checked, then you're going to be able to see where you're deficient and where you're not deficient, and then you can supplement correctly. So if you are deficient in vitamin D, your doctor can give you a supplement, a shot, or you can increase your intake of vitamin D-rich foods, which come from dairy products, fortified products such as juices, milk, and other things, mushrooms, and fatty fish such as salmon, mackerel, cod, tuna. Those are going to be your best sources of vitamin D from food. When it comes to increasing your iron intake, if you're iron deficient, you want to increase your red meat consumption, not often because red meat can be associated with increased risk for cancer and gut inflammation, but you want to eat red meat at least once a week. And whenever you're eating iron rich foods, you want to pair them with sources of vitamin C for better absorption because they basically work as partners in order to help better absorb each other. And there's plant sources of iron as well as animal sources of iron. And you can get iron from supplementation or from fortified products such as juices and other beverages. You can also get iron from leafy vegetables and legumes such as beans. And when it comes to meat, you're mainly going to get iron from red meat and organ meats. So eating a lot of liver, beef tongue, what else are other organ meats? I don't know because I don't eat them. They really just don't sit well with me. I tried them before, I just don't like them. But those are going to be your richest sources of iron. Another source of food that you want to have in your diet in order to prevent anxiety and depression is magnesium. And magnesium is a mineral that is responsible for over 300 processes that take place in the body. I didn't mention it when I was talking about the labs because magnesium labs are typically not ordered. I'm not sure what the reasoning behind that is. But you can usually tell sometimes you're very magnesium deficient if you have issues with muscle cramping and a lot of twitching and if you have a lot of issues with insomnia, anxiety, depression, and stress. So magnesium-rich foods are nuts, seeds, leafy greens, cocoa. You can also supplement magnesium through pills, liquids, or getting electrolyte drops or drinking natural sources of electrolytes such as coconut water. If you want to incorporate more B vitamin foods, you want to aim for meat, whole grains, nuts, and certain fruits. And lastly, you want to be consuming probiotic-rich foods every single day. So probiotics is basically what the name is. Pro-bacteria is what it's saying. And it's basically foods that just provide good bacteria into the gut which can help us to produce more beneficial bacteria that's going to help us create more mood-boosting hormones such as serotonin, GABA, and dopamine. And the good bacteria in our gut is also going to help us go to the bathroom, which is going to help us eliminate waste from circulating in the body and not shit circulating in the body. But I mean the excess hormones that are supposed to be excreted through waste from circulating in the body. Because if you have a lot of built up or backed up shit from constipation, then those hormones are going to circulate in the body, causing you more hormone dysregulation, which can cause anxiety and depression. 
So some probiotic rich foods are yogurt, kefir, kombucha, kimchi, sauerkraut, sourdough bread. Those provide a lot of probiotics and there's a lot of drinks that are now being infused with probiotics as well. And aside from diet, there's also a lot of lifestyle interventions you can do as well to help you prevent that seasonal anxiety and depression. So one thing you can do for sure is definitely trying to expose your eyes to sunlight first thing in the morning. I know during the winter time it can be hard because it's cold and no one likes waking up in the cold. But making sure that you get some sunlight first thing in the morning is going to help you with your hormones and also getting some nature exposure. So try going on a walk. But if these two options are not feasible for you, try and investing in a sun lamp. A sun lamp is going to give you those same benefits from the sun, but from the comfort of your own room. They're a little pricey. I know I've seen some that started at $70 on Amazon. But it's worth the investment if you want to prevent the anxiety and depression for the winter. So definitely invest in getting a sun lamp. Another thing that you can try and do is finding a hobby for the winter to keep you busy, but busy in an entertaining way so that you find something to do that is basically just allowing you to have fun with yourself. And hobbies can allow you to explore your creativity and connect with your inner child, which can also help with anxiety and depression. You also want to start getting comfortable with your solitude and start really enjoying your alone time. A lot of people do not like being alone, but there's a lot of benefits to being alone because you can get to know yourself and explore what you like and what you dislike. And the more comfortable you are alone, the more stronger and independent and confident that you are. And you don't like you'll realize that you don't need company all the time or you don't need someone else to fulfill you and to fill the void of loneliness in you if you can fill that in for yourself with self-love so that's all about learning how to be okay with your solitude I'm not sure if it's supposed to be in your solitude or with your solitude but y'all get what I'm saying I've mentioned this in previous podcast episodes, but working out is also great for anxiety and depression, and it's also a way of getting out of the house in the wintertime. You can look into starting therapy. Therapy is a great way to battle anxiety and depression. And therapy alongside food and nutrition intervention can make a huge difference in your mental health. But as mentioned in one of my other previous podcast episodes, if you have an issue with lack of access to food nutrition, then you may benefit with a medication by talking to your therapist, psychiatrist, doctor, whoever is responsible for your mental health, as long as it's a professional. You can also start a new project to keep you occupied, such as starting a business, a side hustle, trying something new, such as, I don't know, sewing, anything that you find is entertaining for you and that you want to commit to for a long period of time that can keep you busy especially if it's something that you're able to launch in the spring that'll be really cool for you to do and it'll give you something to look forward to once the weather gets nicer and lastly another thing you can do is go on vacation i'm sorry but i'm so tired of seeing people traveling to miami houston and atl y'all need to stop traveling within the united states and start traveling outside of the country get your passports and get the fuck out because traveling within the united states is so expensive you guys do not get it i've traveled to over 25 countries and people are always asking me how i have the money to travel so much it's because traveling to other countries is usually way cheaper than traveling within this country our currency is one of the best currencies in the world and it's worth a lot more in different countries so you can go to a caribbean island where the u.s dollar is worth three of their dollars 
and you're going to be balling out the whole entire time. You can find really cheap Airbnbs, depending on which island you're at. You can get a cheap rental car, and you can also get a cheap flight, depending on when you're purchasing that flight. But there are so many cheaper options to travel to outside of the U.S. than it is to travel within the U.S. The U.S. is so expensive, especially the places that y'all be going to, like Vegas. You'll easily spend $2,000 going to Cali when I can go to Panama and only bring $500 worth of spending money. It's literally like the best investment ever. And going on vacation in the winter is one of the best feelings ever because you're escaping the cold and going into a tropical environment where there's sun, heat, beaches, palm trees, and the ocean. So there's like no other better time for a vacation in the winter time in my opinion even though i love vacationing all year round and if you're not confident in vacationing outside of the country just start doing your research there's youtube videos there's tiktok videos there's blogs there's so many resources that you can utilize to teach yourself how to travel outside of the country and you are less likely to get kidnapped or killed in a different country than you are in america because a lot of the other countries are a lot safer than america despite what the media says, honestly. But always be cautious, be careful, do your research, check government websites if you're concerned about safety, and just check reviews on the country from other travelers as well. My last, last, last resource that you can use to get rid of your anxiety and depression is by working with a mental health dietitian, aka me. Y'all need to be working with me to get rid of your anxiety and depression because I make food and nutrition so fun and easy to understand. And I don't be eating bland food that you guys be seeing on social media. Like I'm not going to be making you guys eat vegetable sticks and dips because I don't even eat raw vegetables. I do not like that shit. I barely even like salads. I like making my foods nutritious, but also taste good as fuck. So when you work with me, you don't have to worry about me putting you on a strict diet or making you take out your favorite foods because I believe that all foods fit and I'm going to make sure that we incorporate your favorite foods as well as your cultural foods to make sure that you can eat healthy and also enjoy all the foods that you want to eat while also getting rid of your anxiety and depression. So with that being said, this concludes today's episode. I hope you guys took notes and learned a lot from what I had to say today. Please do not take any of this as medical advice. This is just general nutrition education. So if you need actual medical advice, please see your doctor or hire me as your dietitian. And if you're interested in actually working with me, click the link below in order to fill out the nutrition counseling request form. You can also follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Anxiety Free Dietitian, where I post a lot of other free nutrition education content. And lastly, if you want a grocery list specifically for anxiety, please click the link because I created a free grocery list for y'all to utilize on your grocery runs that's going to provide you with a bunch of different options that you can get in order to help manage your anxiety and depression. And it also comes with little pieces of nutrition education as well on the macros. So click the link below for all of those things. And thank y'all for listening. I'm grateful for all the support as usual. Please do not forget to share with family and friends who may need this information. And also be sure to leave a rate and review. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Okay, bye.